This episode of Standard Orbit is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program for the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. Want to join the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode? Join the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type B-A-B-E-L into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. This is Walter Koenig, Chekhov from Star Trek, and you're listening to Trek FM. Risk is our business. It's like nothing we've dealt with before. My golly, Jim, I'm beginning to think I can cure a rainy day. I can't change the laws of physics. Now in standard orbit, sir. Welcome, everyone, to Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated podcast that covers the original and new cast of Captain Kirk and the Enterprise. I am Ken Tripp. And I am Zach Moore, back from my reshoots on the Green Berets. Uh, <laughs> so thanks for uh, thanks for playing me out there, Ken. But as, as I said in some comments on the Babel Conference, you know, I think you'll be getting a call back as well for some reshoots of your own. So. Well, I'm sure we got to marry up, you know, now that they had to redo it because you didn't test well. It's not my fault, buddy. You know, you just got to deal with it. And realize that practice makes perfect. Indeed, indeed. Well, uh, and then also, uh, thank you for being very generous and mentioning my uh, my video company. I have a I have a video company here in Houston, Texas, and they have a uh, large trade show twice a year, and, and that's in January and July. So every six months, I just have about two weeks of complete insanity, and that just passed me back. So now I'm, I'm back, I'm settled down, and I'm ready to talk some Star Trek. Last week, when I was taking questions off the Babel conference, there was a question from Ron Sonner, if that's how it's pronounced, regarding where TOS might be underrepresented in a certain medium. Now, those are my words, and I, I just don't, I don't have enough knowledge of that stuff. Did, did you have any thoughts on that, Zach? Well, if this was about maybe 15 years ago, I would say there was a lot of misunderrepresentation of TOS, you know, as far as Star Trek merchandise goes and memorabilia, because that was, you know, the Berman era the next gen era, D Space Nine, Voyager, even Enterprise, you know, at the end there, uh, even though it took place before those three shows, it was still the, the 24th century era had kind of taken control of all the, the marketing. If you turned everywhere you turned around, if you saw something Star Trek, it was Next Generation. And that was the movie franchise of the time, you know, from 1994 to 2002, that was Star Trek at the theater. And then you had the same brand of Star Trek on the small screen. So, I, I would have said, man, you know, if you looked around, it, it was hard to find original series stuff unless it was like retro stuff. You know, that made it more cool. I think there's a lot more uh, cool nostalgia factor to that authentic old stuff. You know, the old Mego toys and stuff like that. Uh, they've they've since remade them all. Like now, you look around and you'll see, you know, oh, we we redid the Mego toys and we made the Gorn not just to cling on with a lizard head this time, it's not, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and we made the whole crew because there's only a certain amount of crews. And every turn around, now you see your toy phasers and you get uh, lots of just just retro. It, it's cool. The original series is cool again, much like 
you know, uh, the Adam West Batman. There was a time, like, when the Tim Burton movies came around in the 80s and early 90s. It was like, oh, well, that wasn't Batman. This is Batman. But it has since come around, and people have embraced it again, and there's, like, a comic book series of the Adam West show, and it's out on home video, and there's toys and all that. And I feel like the original series has gone through a similar renaissance with the 50th anniversary, of course. And then we can't overstate the importance of the Kelvin timeline movies and all that because that took place uh, at the same time as TOS. So even though it's like new and retrofitted and new special effects and a slicker look and new actors, it's still that that brand of Star Trek, uh, you know, that era of Star Trek just reinterpreted for a new generation. So, yeah, for, for a good long while there. The, the you know if you if you want to TOS stuff you had to go like to the antique store or the comic book store you know right right uh, so I think every you know every series every era gets its time in the sun uh, and I feel like that's uh, it, it's spread around pretty equally now at least now we can look back now where are things gonna go I'm very interested to see how things go when Discovery comes out because is, is that gonna like overpower everything else like is that gonna flood the market of oh if you if you go seek out Star Trek. Uh, books or games or comics or, or anything, right? Or toys, right? Is it just going to be Discovery? Or are they going to keep the old Star Trek stuff around uh, for that? It's, you know, who's to say, right? So, so we'll, we'll find out when it, when it's all said and done. But yeah, there, there was a dark time for, for TOS stuff for a while there, but uh, it's back full force. And uh, being host of the original series podcast on Trek FM, I know you and I are both excited about that, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are. It's funny what you were saying about discovery and merchandise because hey you know this this whole thing is about not only entertaining us but making money and we must be i guess ready for them to take on more commercial endeavors why did i say that we we did a show um 172 i believe star trek is everywhere and we talked about a lot of pop culture references and you know movies and tv shows and things you know actors or star trek references coming up and that was a lot of fun to do kind of a trip down memory lane and uh we we had done some some research because every now and then we do do research for standard orbit believe it or not uh <laughs> and we had come across a lot of uh, commercials and other things that, that, that you and i had both remembered and then also some that uh listeners had suggested and then you know looking looking up you know star trek commercials to see what else was out there we came across some so we thought it'd be fun to kind of take a look back at uh, all, all the commercials now these are not star trek commercials right these aren't like the hallmark star trek commercials or you know the home video commercials and all that. that's all we can do a whole other show on those sometime like star trek like they're advertising star trek through this this what we're talking about now is like when they when they kind of combine Star Trek, they use Star Trek for their own advertising purposes, be it like an actor portraying a popular character again, or kind of a mock-up, you know, Enterprise selling something, <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna go down the list here. We're actually gonna play some clips, which is uh, a new thing for us here, and at least on our version of Standard Orbit Cam, we're gonna have some some audio visual supplements to have you guys listen along with us. So uh, it should be pretty fun because because you know Star Trek as long as long as it's been around, people have been using it to uh, to market their product, and that's what we're talking about today. So so this episode of Standard Orbit brought to you by. There you go. The <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hey, this this is a great concept, and I hope the listeners really enjoy it because it is it is a lot more fun to actually listen to the commercials and then hear about us talking it about it rather than trying to describe it. So, I'm ready, man. Let's 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 launch this thing. All right. So the first one. Now this is before my time. Ken, you might have seen it on the air. Oh, you always but... do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> but this is William Shatner. <laughs> 
<laughs> selling a Commodore computer. And, uh, you know, he throws some shade at Atari and Intellivision off the top. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, my, my, my parents had an Intellivision when I was a kid. And that was like my video game system before we got an N64. So I was, I was like, man, I like the Intellivision, Shatner. But anyway, here it is, guys. Uh, William Shatner selling you a Commodore computer from the 80s. Why buy just a video game from Atari or Intellivision? Invest in the wonder computer of the 1980s for under $300. The Commodore VIC-20. Unlike games, it has a real computer keyboard. With the Commodore VIC-20, the whole family can learn computing at home. Plays great games, too. Under $300, the wonder computer of the 1980s. The Commodore VIC-20. The wonder computer of the 1980s. The... <laughs> <laughs> did you have one of these Commodore Big 20s, Ken? <laughs> I did have. No, I did not have a Commodore. I don't remember what we had. I don't think we had anything until, well, until, until, the, until the PC started to come out. But what a great commercial. First of all, Shatner was pretty thin, and he was in good shape back then. I, I would have to say that would have had to be before Star Trek V, right? I don't know what yeah, year that this was is, this has got to be... Rathika and Search of Spock era Shatner, like mid eighties. Yeah, T.J. Yeah, Hooker he, Shatner. Yeah, and, and and you know, when when you can for the folks that that uh, just heard it, you got to go watch it because it's great. You know, it's William Shatner in a sweater with the Starfield playing in the background. Yeah, that's the so, Star Trek connection. I mean, like, they clearly tie into like this is this is Captain Kirk in space and it's the the Wonder Computer. And that, that's what they're playing at that angle. Yeah, yeah, and it, he, he did a fine job, but it's just, just watching those graphics and those exciting new games, it's like, wow, yeah, I'm old. Well, it looked like it looked like the bridge of the Excelsior, didn't it? <laughs> their, their graphics oh. in Star Trek Three. <laughs> Low power level. You're, you're teasing your favorite movie? You know, yeah, I tease everything I love, Ken. Well, I tease you, you right? <laughs> okay, that, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I I, I do get it. it. It it is funny. I was watching when I was doing my research for this and trying to find commercials. There was a uh, a YouTube video that showed every, every time the ship blasted off into warp drive. So I couldn't resist. I had to check that out quick. And then showed the Excelsior, and I was like, man, that, Star Trek Three was really good. But man, that bridge was cheap. That, that was set. <laughs> that set was horrible. Anyway. Maybe maybe they had a deal. Maybe Shatter into this Vic Twenty commercial in the game. Some, <laughs> some Commodores for the bridge. They're like, oh, we got you, we got you covered, man. So. Yeah, because when it said "Good morning, Captain," it looked a lot like the graphics we just witnessed on the Commodore Vic, whatever it was, Vic Eighty. <laughs> so, Twenty. The Wonder Vic. Computer, and, that, no. and not like these video game systems. It has a keyboard, Ken. That's the key. Oh, the keyboard. How quaint. How so. quaint it is. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to our next. Uh, commercial. Now you mentioned uh, Star Trek Five, Shatner. This is getting into that territory here. Uh, it's a <laughs> U. It's a UK commercial. I'm not familiar with National Power, but this commercial uh, it features a little bit of stock footage from uh, from the Star Trek movies, as you'll see or hear. It's got Shatner and Doohan, and they're on the uh, they're on actually a pretty good looking planet set, which puts them some of the planet sets uh, from TOS to shame. And then when uh, Doohan's on the Enterprise, he's in the Enterprise D engineering which uh, is what they were using as the uh, enterprise a engineering uh, in five and six so let's take a let's take a listen meteorite storm scotty beam us up scotty scotty don't worry captain it's only a shower the brawly, you wally! Beam us up! Captain, I haven't got the power! Try, man, try. 
Well, he certainly hasn't got the power. Good afternoon. But you could have national power and power gen. To register for a prospectus in the generating company's share offers, call 0272 272 272. Was this the one that Tim Hans recognized? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I had seen it before, and uh, I remember Tim sending it uh, when we did the original show, and it was it was pretty funny. It's 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 harder, I think, to uh, to listen to than to see because it's very visual. But yeah, it's definitely Star Trek Five, Star Trek Six. In fact, he's wearing his Star Trek Five captain's uniform. Yeah, he's wearing the Star Trek Five captain's uniform. Scotty is wearing a very odd combination of his vest. Uh, that he wears later on uh, in 5, 6, and when he shows up on TNG. But not the white undershirt. He's wearing the yellow undershirt from his normal uniform, which actually I always thought that he should wear because it makes more sense if he's if his yellow you know turtleneck or whatever it is is his standard uniform, then that should be what he has under his uh, vest. Although the yellow does not look quite as flattering as the white, so that's probably why they changed it out. But it's funny to see this mini mishmash of things. Like Scotty's chilling out in the Enterprise D engineering, running the transporter. So, you know, lots of TNG sets you see in here, much like in Star Trek V, where they made no attempt to hide the fact, yeah, we're just using the TNG sets, guys. It's cool. And six, they Nick Meyer was a little more crafty in how he kind of hid things and recolor things and relit things and all that. But uh, but he had some impressive, uh, you know, you hear that meteorite storm that they're at. It actually was an impressive planet set. I thought a little production value there, them running around it. And he, he, he uh, Shatner calls uh, doing a Wally, which I guess is some kind of U- UK insult yeah. of some kind i don't need umbrella yawali i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> reminds me of those uh there reminds me of those uh seinfeld commercials where uh you know Mer- talking about commercials right american express like he goes and he does his act in the uk and nobody laughs and then he like learns all the lingo and he <laughs> he just says this complete nonsense and the crowd goes wild so it's funny to see that the, the different uh, uh terminologies uh in different parts of the world even english-speaking countries right that's right that's right everybody has their different dialects and Great words, and boy, there's there's plenty in the UK, that's for sure. Every time I visit there, I learn something new. Anyway, before we get too knackered, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Indeed. So this one uh, is pretty unique, and it features the entire cast of TOS and a special surprise appearance by a TNG cast member. But uh, let's see who it is, Ken. Hi, I'm Chris, and this is Anna with MCI. She recently started a great friends and family calling circle. A group of friends that wanted to get back in touch. I believe I actually said we should resume communicating. So Anna called, and I signed up. And Chris called me. I thought if anybody belongs in friends and family, it's us. I used to get tired of staring at those faces. Now I kind of miss them. I joined to save the 20% because when I called him, I end up talking to an answering machine, which is more interesting than he is. I'm usually home. I'm just selective about the calls I take. <laughs> when they were forming the circle they obviously saved the best for last oh that's why she called me next who is that how did he get in here there seems to be some error i believe you're in the wrong circle colin starts saving an extra 20 percent of calls to your own friends and family circle every week thousands of people join the millions who already have mci friends and family if you'd like to be one of them give us a ring after all shouldn't your least expensive calls be to the people you care about and call all the time now, I really like this commercial. It's it's kind of heartwarming to see the entire TOS cast, you know, just hanging out in their living room, talking on the phone, having a good time. There's lots of genuine laughter from everybody here. <laughs> you know, and I thought it was a very heartwarming commercial. And, of course, John from Frakes crashing the party uh, was classic as well. 
It was. I, I hadn't seen that. I, at least I don't remember it, to be honest with you. And it did. It was one, it was um, nostalgic. And it's nice to see DeForest Kelly. And, and just, yeah, that was, that was really special. It, it was, it was funny too, but you're right. That, that seemed very, um, uh, very, it was a family oriented type of thing. And you never think of this original cast really getting along and all the stupid little fights that they've had over the years. But that was nice. That was the way we would want to remember these guys in this commercial. It was very well done. Indeed. Now, you know, the, uh, the thing about landlines is like, this is commercial. It's even lost on me to a certain extent because I'm like, I don't even remember what phones would cost. <laughs> you know, they're like, Oh, call friends and family, all this long distance and stuff like that. It, it's funny. It's a concept that's completely lost. I mean, for, cause you know, almost everybody has a cell phone. You don't think about like your landline. I mean, I, I haven't like when I've lived on my own, when I moved out of my parents, like I, I've never had a landline. I've never had a phone. <laughs> it's not a cell phone. So it's just, it's funny to me. Like, Oh, you, like the old commercials, like, you know, dial down the middle, one 800 collector. 10, 10, 3, 2, 1. It's, you know, you remember this stuff like the rest of your life, but it's, it's completely meaningless now, right? So <laughs> I think I'm going to get a new co-host. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm like, man, oh man, I got to go take some Geritol. Anyway, it's, uh, it, it you're, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. The thing I was thinking about is they show all these people on the phone. I said, Would it, wouldn't it be funny if they, um, if they played with that clip and they, do you remember the old, um, was it, was it, was it Bud or Bud Light or whatever with the what's up <laughs> going from one phone to the next? If only they had made this commercial a few years later. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something what's to say. <laughs> I can't imagine Shatner doing it. But He'd I, do it. He'd do it in a second. I can imagine Takei doing it. Mm-hmm. But that's it. I can't imagine any of these other guys doing that. <laughs> Which is why it'd be perfect. It would just be perfect. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, yeah. So that, that that's a good one. Definitely seek that. If you're only gonna like seek out one to watch, guys, of all these we list, go seek out that MCI one. Just MCI TOS cast, Star Trek cast. Uh, it's great to see them all together. That's probably around you know undiscovered country era, the end of their run, and you know Frakes and uh, TNG, the height of, the height of their run there. All right. Well, on the next one here, this commercial I had never seen on the air. I, I don't know when it exactly is from. I, I'm gonna assume it's probably the early mid '90s. Uh, back when TUS was still kind of the flagship show of the franchise, uh, and that was then uh, KFC tapping into the iconography of the original series. And uh, this one is very visual, but we'll talk about it after, but let's, let's go ahead and give it a listen. Reverse thrust. Hailing frequencies open. Scotty, we need more power. I can't hold it much longer, Captain. Captain's log, Stardate 2453.87. The crisis was averted. Our cravings satisfied. The chicken was excellent. Take us out of here, Mr. Sulu. Walk back to two. Hey, who took my fries? So that is an incredible commercial. <laughs> As a listener, you can't appreciate it, but the production value of this is amazing. They have the original series cast doing the voices. Uh, you have Shatner doing 
to K, Koenig, and Nichols. No Nimoy, no surprise there. He's <laughs> they probably approached him. He's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> they don't eat meat, right? And uh, Kelly would usually go with you know where, where Nimoy would go. Like yeah, Kelly turned down generations because Nimoy turned down generations. So no surprise there uh, that they weren't in there. But uh, but th- th- this this commercial is awesome because they that these recreations of the Enterprise bridge and the transporter room and the actors they picked to portray the younger versions obviously that there was some makeup at play here some wigs stuff like that but they transformed whoever these commercial actors were into the cast of star trek tos of the 60s i mean there's a little i mean there was a little bit of you can see where it's like somebody else in some makeup but it just it's uncanny the the way they transformed especially kirk and scotty like they are so spot on sulu and and check off not so much uhura's all right but kirk and scotty it's brilliant. And they, they even do like the vignette lighting on their eyes and stuff like that. And um, it's so great. <laughs> even with, when they're, they're with Kirk's talking about like, what did Spock get? A two piece? Give me a two piece. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, they, they make it a three piece. <laughs> when I first started to watch it, I was wondering, is, is this really them? Is this really them trying to be young? And then as you, you saw uh, Chekhov and, and or if you saw Koenig's character or, or Takai, you, you realized quite, okay, this is not them. But then the voices are them. It really takes you down a, a funny ride the values were, were pretty cool and and for to start off because we just saw you know the um the national power commercial two two ago where it starts off with the new version of the enterprise really clear really pretty and then this one with the old one it was it was really remarkably done so that's off I don't, I don't know when or what year this was done but they did a great job with it yeah if anyone knows more information about this i'd be very interested to know because just as, a, as an aside here i think this and i know this is a goofy commercial for kfc okay but i think this is the right way to go about when they're making like younger versions of actors uh like in movies and stuff because cgi we're still not there guys is the uncanny valley it's just too weird like have you seen star wars rogue one right a very valiant attempt uh, you know, you've seen Rogue One, right? Yeah, I've seen Rogue One, yes, so a few they, times. They resurrect Peter. This is our standard standard Herbert tangent here, just for the record. That's what this is, guys. They <laughs> they re, they resurrect Peter Cushing to play Tarkin, and you know when they when they had the first scene of him, you see him looking out a window, right? His back is turned to the camera, and I thought to myself, you know what? That's really clever. He's you know we're gonna see his reflection, and it's gonna be one little scene with Tarkin, and then we're gonna move on, and then he turns around, and then like is a character in the rest of the movie, and you're like, oh. I didn't expect that. Uh, it was, I mean, that's as good as human CGI I've ever seen it, but it's still not quite there, right? So, I, I mean, and you see stuff like, you know, Ant-Man with the younger Michael Douglas at the beginning of that film. That was really good, but we're still not there. So, I think the solution is you get lookalike actors as close as you possibly can. You get some expert makeup people to kind of put on the prosthetics or whatever you need to do. And then, if possible, you get the original actors to do the voices. And if not, you get skilled impersonators to do the voices like uh have you ever seen a uh, space cowboys ken no i don't think so oh it's a really good movie it's a lot of fun it has uh james garner timely jones oh uh, yes yes Sutherland, i'm sorry i've seen clint it yeah. clint eastwood yeah. yes i did see it and, i'm sorry and there's mm-hmm. a there's like a prologue scene of like you know in the the 50s or something right there and it's like in black and white and they have these guys that look kind of like all the guys when they're older, but they have all the old actors doing the voices and it kind of bridges that gap and that believability gap uh, so I think that's totally the way to do these things when you want to see the, the actors that you know and love, but younger. All right, so I'm going to test you a little bit. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, let's, I'm going to see if you, if you can be unbiased in your criticism. So Superman the movie, 
Young Christopher Reeve, young, young Clark Kent. Did they pull that off? Well, he did not play the younger. No, Clark but it Kent. was his voice. It was his voice. I didn't realize that until he was older. And I was like, wow, because I thought to myself, wow, that guy sounds a lot like Christopher Reeve. That's some great casting. Uh, but it wasn't him. <laughs> no, it wasn't him. And and if you you know, having seen that movie a bunch of times, and it's a great movie. I I love Superman the movie. <laughs> I do I do kind of say, yeah. It's one. It's not always perfectly in sync. And two. Yeah, the way it was mixed, uh, the recording was was louder than the other voices around that that were being captured on the mic. So it was, it, it was it was a it was a noble attempt. I do I do though a hundred percent agree with you. Get you using Superman against me, Ken. Well done, well played, sir. I just was curious as to what your <laughs> thoughts were on that because it took me out of it a little bit as I got older. That's all. But it's uh it's it's still. Still a great movie. It, it's just an awesome movie. So no, my my favorite superhero movie, the gold standard of superhero movies, still to this day, in my opinion. Isn't it funny how um, I don't know what it is with me and movies and and or people's opinions on things. I I love that movie. I do. I, I, why I think Man of Steel is the is the best superhero movie. I don't know. It's right up there with The Dark Knight with me. I don't know why, but it is. I just love it. Anyway, we uh, I what I wanted to say though is you're right. I I do agree with that concept. One, I think it's great if you can have working actors work <laughs> versus CGI. They can't pull it off yet. Uh, I think they did a great job in Rogue One with uh, with Tarkin. They did a terrible job with Carrie Fisher. Oh, and it was awful. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. And and it's it's a shame because if they had just ended it with, you know, from behind, with, you know, that same kind of shot as you were talking about, and you heard a voice, that, that would have been perfect. But they just they just couldn't pull it off. And the rest of that, that also was a great movie. So I agree with you. I think that's a, a better way to go if you can do it. And, you know, things are so CGI'd now. In everything you do, it's it's almost too much. So if you can find, I know we always talk about practical effects. We had a great discussion of versus you know CGI versus models. Many 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 episodes again. So yeah, I, I agree with you on that. All right, well moving on. Our next one, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the uh, late nineties. I believe this one was from is when uh, William Shatner was doing Priceline. As we all know, he's he's the Priceline guy. I'm the voice, as you'll hear him say. Uh, <laughs> so this, this, in this commercial, they 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 pull in Litter Nimoy uh, to replace him. So let's let's take a listen. Mr. Shatner, please have a seat. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we have to let you go. But I'm. The voice of Priceline. Yeah, but now it's the new Priceline. What's new about it? You can actually choose your uh, flights, times, even airlines from a selection of very low fares. Or you can still name your own price and save even more. <laughs> but who could possibly replace me? Hi, guys. Hey, Bill. Hey, Leonard. The new Priceline. Now there's a choice. Now that commercial is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very meta uh, because like, who could replace William Shatner? Who else but Leonard Nimoy, right? He shows up to take his job because they're rebranding them on a new voice or price line. <laughs> so brilliant, I thought. It was very well done, and those two have such a chemistry, or or, or they did, and uh, that that was that was pretty cool, uh, <laughs> subtle and perfect. What can you say? It was it was well done. Now Nimoy, I think he was in a couple more price line commercials after that, kind of keeping the gag going, but. Uh, Shatner stuck around for the long haul, and he and he still does it today. To this day, you'll see him as as uh, the Priceline guy. So he became a zillionaire with the uh, shares and options that he got to me. When Priceline was taking off, it didn't have a lot of money. It was new in concept, so they 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 gave him stock instead, and that stock flew. I mean, it was it was incredible. So yeah, if uh, 
if 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 you if you if you need a few bucks, I'm sure that uh, that uh, Shatner can can send you a couple of shares of stock to help you out. Well, that that is a perfect example of advertising working on me because it's like, all right, I need to book this trip. Um, there's there's Travelocity. There's you know whatever right there's the, oh there's Priceline oh Shatner does that oh I, yeah Shatner and Nemo there's commercials Star Trek yeah totally I'm going to use Priceline so I, I I'm I'm sure that they, there's like a whole like, giant demographic of the people who use Priceline services that do it purely because Shatner is the spokesperson right oh I'm sure and and it did take off I mean he 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 did a wonderful job and they if you'll remember there was a um, there was a time when they were looking to replace him and he was going to be removed. And it it just didn't work out. Then he started doing. I forget the actress's name. Kelly Cuoco. Is that how you pronounce it? Kelly oh, Cuoco? from the Big Bang Theory. It was from her, the Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah, his, his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, you know, if, granddaughter would have been more appropriate. Yeah. But hey, what the hell? You know, it, it is what it is. You got to play with the ego there. But yeah, it, it's 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 a great commercial. They have a, they, you know, like I said, those two always played great off each other. Again, if you can YouTube the. Um, the two of them on a plane talking about uh, the uh, about doing a, a movie for the twentieth anniversary, Star Trek Four. It's absolutely hilarious. So find that you'll enjoy it. All right. Well, you know, moving on. Nimoy was in this one, and uh, he's in our next one too. And a leave commercial uh, with him having a little trouble doing the Vulcan salute at a Star Trek convention. Let's uh, let's take a listen. Ira, listen to me. You're my agent. You have to believe me. I can't do it. Why? Because it hurts. I'm trying right now, and it's not working. We have to cancel the date. I'll leave? Sure, I'll try it. Fortunately, just two Aleve have the strength to stop arthritis pain all day. That's good news. That's Aleve. <laughs> okay, this commercial really makes me laugh <laughs> for a lot of reasons. But kudos to them for one actually getting authentic Star Trek uniforms for this, right? Because you know, well, Nemo he walks out on the stage right after he after he's tried his leave, right? And you see all the fans they're 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 waiting they're waiting for him to do it. And, and there's one particular shot of a woman uh, in like a season one and two TNG uniform. I'm like, wow, that's like a that's some inside baseball there to pull out that uniform. And it's accurate too. Cause it's not like you expect some like Saturday Night Live, right? With some goofy like, hey, he's in a brightly colored T-shirt, guys. You get the idea. It's Star Trek. So kudos there. To leave, but also, so he does the he does the Vulcan salute, and the crowd just goes insane. These people are like yeah, 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 like they had just like won the <laughs> won the Super Bowl because they saw Leonard Nimoy do the live long and prosper. I laugh about that. I would probably do that myself had I been in that room. But anyway, I just just a very cute commercial about you know uh, pain relief and all that. Have you ever tried to leave, Ken? Right. Yes, I I have. Um, it's Did it, because does it work for you? <laughs> it does. As you can see, I I can do the Vulcan salute yeah, very well. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's doing it. <laughs> that's right. So it, it, what I what I really liked about the beginning of the show is he's holding his hand up, trying to do it, and he's walking as he's doing it, and everybody's just waving to him because they all yeah. think he's just waving. <laughs> yeah. and I thought that was that was that was very clever. So I I love the subtlety. I also like that you say the authenticity at the end. You know, you have the, the a full size stage you have the big uh tv screens or big screens in the background just like it's a real convention and the reaction from the crowd was perfect so they they pulled this was a flawless commercial i think and they they did a nice job with it absolutely absolutely well uh we'll, we'll see a trend here back to shatner for our next commercial because you know shatner he's done the most and he is in the most because shatner 
if you give Shatner money, he will do anything. <laughs> so <laughs> he pretty much will. He is he is greedy. You know what? It keeps him young. There's a commercial from DirecTV. Came out in the uh, mid 2000s, I believe. Shall we raise our shields, Captain? At ease, Mr. Chekhov. Again with the shields. I wish he'd just relax and enjoy the amazing picture clarity of the DirecTV HD we just hooked up. With what Starfleet just ponied up for this big screen TV, settling for cable would be illogical. <clears throat> what? I can't use that line? For picture quality that beats cable, you've got to get DirecTV. So have you ever used DirecTV, Ken? Yes, I've used DirecTV, and uh, <laughs> thank you. Great commercial. I, I it's um, it's cleverly done. It's literally ripping outtakes from Star Trek VI. He's walking around the bridge. The only thing they didn't get right was his rank insignia, but otherwise everything else was was perfect. What and, was wrong uh, with his rank insignia? It, it, I don't know what it was, but it certainly wasn't his his captain's. Um, insignia that's for sure i don't know it just was different so if you if you look at it again you'll see it just um it doesn't align to what the the real rank insignia is which is funny because they had the rest of the uniform perfect at the very beginning it was really him and that you know as part of the commercial and then you'll see there's subtle differences in the uniform and everything else uh and and so it goes between him uh being you know talking and and juxtaposed in there in costume to the actual, you know, voiceover that they do while they, while they do the movie. So I do like them referencing the view screen as like a big screen TV. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It was very good. Hey, you know, this was a series of, of commercials like this. I, I, some other ones were uh, like Sigourney Weaver and Aliens. Like she was in the the giant uh, construction thing at the end of Aliens, fighting the alien queen and. Uh, they had some other movies like this as well, where they're like, "Hey guys, you remember these movies? Well, there's these famous actors doing their famous roles again, selling you direct TV." And I, I thought that was pretty cute. Whenever, whenever they go above and beyond for something like that, I, I really do appreciate it. So, is that the, and they ran this for a long time. This is always like on like in sports and playoffs and stuff like this. I saw this commercial all throughout college. So I, I, always, I always put a smile on my face. Uh, when I saw Shatner out there as Kirk again, who the hell in Houston was on playoffs? I you know what? Let's just let's what? move on. But that is ah <laughs> 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 uh, sports ball dig. Hey, that, I'll have you know, sir. In two thousand four and two thousand five, the Astros had their you know two best seasons. So uh, at least as far as playoff success goes. So oh, I remember. I read the book, uh, the rocket that fell to Earth. In, in oh, I read Roger that book Clemens. as well. Very fascinating, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a it was a fascinating book. It uh, here, here's a tangent, but Roger Clemens, man. It, it, Obviously, big, big star here in Boston, went off to the Yankees, our hated rival, wound up in Houston, um, you know, got caught but got away with, with doing some bad things. But it was a, a very telling story about a very complex guy. What are you talking about, man? His wife gave him those steroids. He had nothing to do with that. So, him, him and Andy Pettit's fault. Her and Andy Pettit's fault. But anyway. <laughs> Moving on to our next commercial is a Verizon commercial about a transporter. Uh, around the time Star Trek 09 was coming out. So here we go. Good morning, cadets. This is it. This is for real. You will be dismantled at a molecular level. Beamed down as pure energy. Ooh, wait. Uh, I saw a spider come through here earlier. Well, I have eight legs. And beamed down as pure energy. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. I don't want to end up with his face. 
And I don't know if that'll... You know? And convert it back into solid matter at the desired location. Okay, let's do... Wait, what? Are you cut out for Starfleet Academy? Find out when Star Trek action comes to VCast with the Star Trek mobile game from EA, 23rd Century apps, and exclusive movie footage. And for the coolest phone in Starfleet, get the Nokia 7205 entry. Plus, for your chance to win a trip to space, boldly go to joinstarfleetacademy.com or text Kirk to 41414. This is the first commercial I didn't like, uh, and it's, it's uh, not one that I had seen before either. I'll tell you why. It looked like it had a lot of potential and it was going to have a big punchline or something funny at the end, and it didn't. <laughs> it just ended with him Well, collapsing. were you expecting the Spaceballs thing? Because all these guys are on the transporter pad. Well, I didn't know what he was going to come back as, but it just wasn't funny. I, did, uh, I mean, he just fell down. Yeah, I was. It was mildly. I I found the guys, uh, the recruiters' annoyance with him amusing, <laughs> and they they do kind of lay out what a transporter does pretty well. Yeah, so. I was just I was just waiting for the payoff. You know, so it had a great setup. It was it was humorous to a point, and then it just died. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, you know, st- screen accurate Star Trek 09 costumes. They probably had some deal with the studio. They actually got the real costumes for change instead. Of like you know, you're mentioning all these other costumes that you know, like uh, Directv and, and and Shatner there in the last ad. Uh, had to kind of cobble them together. I think this one was straight up like, yeah, here, here you go, Verizon. Have these for the day, right? Well, they they definitely coordinated with Nokia. Nokia was in the uh, the movie itself in the Corvette. So, yeah, there was definitely <laughs> that's <something>. right. <laughs> yeah, so there was there was there was definitely a tie-in. They they didn't have slusho or anything, but uh, they they had everything else. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So our next one's going to be uh we're in the Kelvin era now. So a lot of these are going to be Kelvin inspired. This is a uh, great commercial with. Leonard Nimoy and Zachary Quinto. And, and what makes it even greater is because you know they're friends in real life, so like this kind of situation might not have been too far from the truth. So here we go. You want to play a round of golf at the club and get some lunch? Whoever gets to the club last buys lunch. Stand by to have your wallet emptied by a tractor beam. <laughs> Anything's possible, but probably not that. the earth in the land of Shire, there's a brave little hobbit we all admire. Long wooden pipe, fuzzy woolen toes. Lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him, Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all. Yeah. Go, Bilbo! Paul Leonard. Go! Hey, where are you? Use your sensors. <laughs> no need. I'm already here. You're there already? I feel like I'm stuck in a black hole. No worries. I can practice my swing if you need to pull over and take a nap. Smart ass. <coughs> I have been and always shall be your friend. <laughs> really? I had to. Nice try. You no, wish. no, no. I definitely had. Not for a second. Obviously, 
you're buying lunch. Technically, we're not inside yet. I'll see you inside. I love this commercial. I remember uh, seeing it a few years ago when it first came out, and it was the first time I had heard the term, hey, you won the internet, because I sent it to somebody as a link, and uh, they, they really appreciate it. But I, I love the uh, the Nimoy and the Quinto chemistry and, and just a, a funny commercial. I thought it, uh, I think it did a lot to sell the brand, which is what they were looking to do, and they did it in a great way. Uh, you know, it, obviously a lot of play on words, and I thought... Uh, Leonard Nimoy did did a did a pretty good job. The ending was very unexpected when he gave him the neck pinch. So <laughs> yeah. it was uh, it it was it was a lot of fun. You know, it's it's funny, Zach. You know, you 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 see these guys again, and uh, it's you laugh and then you kind of get a little bit sad because I really do miss Leonard Nimoy a lot. He was such he, you know, I was I was saying this um, on on another show that you you can talk about the different areas of Star Trek or whatever, but Spock is Star Trek. He just, he just is. And uh, you, you see his picture, you know exactly what they're talking about. He's the most recognizable Star Trek character of them all. And so it makes you smile, and then you feel kind of sad because he's, not, he's not around anymore. Yeah, and it was so recent, too. You think, oh, they're still out there doing that. Like, oh, no, no, he's, he's passed away now. But, uh, but yeah, him and Zachary Quinto, you know, we're you know, friends in real life, and it just, it's just fun, like, you know, like, much like in the older ads with Shatner and Nemo, you, you, you could sense that, that real-life chemistry coming through in the advertisement there. And, and you know, it, it's self-aware, but it's not annoying. Like, there's, like, little Starship references. Like, he says black hole, and he does the whole, like, Rathacon thing, put his hand up on the window. Like, oh, okay, that's cute. And then, of course, he's singing the Bilbo Baggins ballad, which is hilarious, right? <laughs> Have you seen the music video that he did? Oh, who hasn't seen the music video that he did? Yeah, well... That should be required I... viewing for everyone. Yes, it should. It should. So, <laughs> I was yeah. I was really hoping that Quinto would have a uh, tie into you know when the Hobbit trilogy came out you know a few years ago I was like oh they might tie into that and Quinto can have a remix of the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> they, they didn't quite go there, did they? So no, they they did not. They did not. But you know there are certain things that you can, I guess, mirror or remake. That is not something that should ever be remade. Let's leave the past in the past on that one. So that's right. That's uh, right. Moving on. So we're in the end of darkness era now, and uh, this next this next one is an, an insurance commercial. Uh, there's no actual uh, Star Trek cast members in it, but there's a recreation of the uh, Kelvin timeline Enterprise bridge and uh, uniforms, and very very authentic. So let's uh, let's take a listen. Who's saying why does the Enterprise get all the good missions? Here we go on screen. I'm very sorry. I think I ran into you. It's space. You couldn't go around me? Don't worry. I have East Trans. They're modern tools that may customize my policy. Are you okay? Because you look a little banged up. You're pretty jacked up, man. Yeah. That's my face. Oh. See Star Trek in the Darkness in theaters May 17th. Go to East Trans's Facebook page for a chance of free movie tickets. So that was cute, I thought. <laughs> it's like a fender bender in space. It's like, we're in space. You couldn't just move around me? <laughs> <laughs> Why does the Enterprise get all the neat missions, right? Yeah. All the cool missions. Yeah, that was that was an excellent play, and I think a good tie-in movie, a, a good tie-in commercial. But yeah, it was funny. It was it was it was fast, and you know what? You're right. They um, they did use the original sets and all that, and it it came out just fine. Yeah, you know, compare that to the Verizon commercial from earlier. I definitely see 
Um, the faults in that one, Ken, as you said, that the only one you didn't enjoy was the Verizon one. Yeah, that was too long, and the jokes weren't that funny, and it just went on and on and on. This one, quick, to the point, you immediately get what they're, what they're going for there. Very humorous, very cute commercial. So The next one is another Kelvin timeline one, but we have some uh, stars this time. We have Zachary Quinto and Anton Yelchin uh, appear as Spock and Chekhov. They beam into Xfinity headquarters. What is this place? Where are we? This is where we bring together the fastest internet and the best in entertainment. We call it the X1 Entertainment Operating System. It looks like the future. We must have encountered a temporal vortex. Further analytics are necessary. Beam us up. That's my phone. The X1 Entertainment Operating System, only from Xfinity. TV and internet, together like never before. So yeah, Spock and Chekhov just steal all their stuff here at the end of this commercial, don't they, Ken? It needs to be explored. They need to do additional research. So, you know, in the name of science, wouldn't you take it too? Yes, in the name anything you can justify anything in the name of science, right? Yes, so absolutely. The, the logical course of action. So, but yeah, it's uh, you know talking about uh, Nimoy earlier. You know, I hadn't realized like until I watched the commercial, like, oh wow, this is like the second to last appearances of Chekhov from Yelchin. You know, one of those you know, little little snippets of him in character that. You know, we'll never see anymore since he unfortunately passed away as well. So what it was like a cute commercial on its own now becomes a nice little nice little gem of a little more, just a couple more moments with uh, Anton's checkoff there, huh? That's right. That's right. He's uh, definitely going to be missed. And that was that was a nice little commercial. It was it was fast. You know, it, it didn't play too long. What the, the um, I, I thought one of the things that I appreciated about it, though, was the lens flares. I don't know if you noticed it, but <laughs> yeah, they, they, accurate, they played yes. with that through the... <laughs> Yeah, very very accurate throughout the whole commercial. So they did, uh, they definitely did pick up on that and have a little fun uh, with with JJ. But otherwise, yeah, it was it was it was a nice little snippet. You know, it really was fast, and it could have been played for a little bit longer. But it was it was meant to be funny. It wasn't that funny, but it was it was kind of a cute you know little homage thing. So it's was, it was well done. It's an interesting duo there, Spock and Chekhov. It's like I wonder. Or if they call like everybody, like okay, well Chris Pine's busy, Zoe Satani is busy. You can probably get Simon Pegg. Oh no, he's busy this weekend. Okay, it's like you wonder what the hierarchy was for them to get these two groups. It's kind of like generations. We're like, all right, we got Kirk, Chekhov, and Scotty. <laughs> that's who wanted to show up. So that's what we got in this one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it winds up being a good com- uh, a good combination, and it's um, it's it's two of the younger cast members too, right? Right. For the most right. part, yeah. 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 All right. Well, we're going to get to our last commercial here. Quicken Loans commercial uh, came out last year, the tie-in for Beyond, and it's a, uh, it's a Vulcan using Quicken Loans. So here we go. As a satisfied client, Quicken Loans has asked me to show you just how easy it is to secure financing for a dwelling like this in just a few Earth minutes using Rocket Mortgage. We need only answer a few quick and simple questions. Name address income and employment history married for 104 long and prosperous years desired down payment this much i'm not sure what the exchange rate of earth dollars is however i am told that i have an adequate amount of benjamins now rocket mortgage will pull my credit at no cost and provide a custom solution based on my financial information and all that's left is to push this button If I chose to express emotion, I would say that Rocket Mortgage has made me the happiest humanoid in the galaxy. 
See Star Trek Beyond in theaters. So that was a phone. I love that the guy's name is Sevik. <laughs> and he uses terms like one of your Earth hours, which is always a classic alien line in Star Trek. And so, yeah, it was pretty cute in that they captured the whole Vulcan approach to something like this very well, I thought. And, uh, of course, he's in a screen-accurate uh, Kelvin timeline un- uniform. And, you know, his haircut and ears are pretty spot-on for a Vulcan, too. So that, that's a pretty cute commercial, I thought, Ken. It was very well done. I, I like, you know, he enters his name and then it says location and he types in ear and then adds the TH for Earth. So it was it was kind of a neat little 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 play on that. And I, I thought whoever that actor is, he, he plays a heck of a Vulcan and he, they, they pulled it off. I like too listening to the uh, the Star Trek music in the background going the whole time, too. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 a good commercial. I think it's 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 um, you know, it's really playing off. I, I don't know if that was uh, into Darkness era or oh nine era or beyond. I don't know how old that was. Two thousand six Star Trek Beyond, yeah, because the, the tie yeah. in at the end is like watch Star Trek Beyond this summer. Uh, so oh, I didn't they, catch that. I didn't catch that. They, they had the uh, the old the old leftover uniforms from uh, from uh, Into Darkness, I guess, for, for him. But uh, but yeah, that was that, that was a good one because, you know, here's the deal. At the end of the day. A lot of times, as a fan of Star Trek, you see it in popular culture, and you see it kind of like taking advantage of just for its brand recognition and its face palmaducing. Like, oh, why did you do that? You know, why did uh, uh, come on, uh, Paramount or CBS or whoever's in charge of, of whatever branch these days? Like, why did you allow them to take the Star Trek ban and do something so just the lowest common denominator with it, right? But I think for the most part, all these commercials here we talked about, pretty solid, pretty entertaining, pretty clever humorous while still being respectful which uh you know is our whole approach here as well on center of it so i i I connect with that angle towards things very well so i you know other than that uh verizon commercial i guess we were both kind of uh, lukewarm on uh the rest of these pretty solid stuff really took advantage of the actors or the environment or the situations from star trek and uh using their advantage to make really memorable fun commercials that's right that's right and if um you know, if you happen to go find an old Commodore computer and you need energy, you go through National Power, then you can call your friends on MCI while eating dinner at KMC, searching for a place to stay on Priceline. And if all this is giving you a headache, you can just pop in and leave, right? You can go from there or take a ride in your Audi. Be careful if you're in an accident. You can get some insurance. And then, you know, if you see a nice house, you can you can apply for a loan. So now that we've got all of that settled, if you do any of those things, Zach and I will get some money for this. So please, no, just kidding. Anyway, I was trying to tie it all together. It was a little hard, but, well, we gave it a shot. Well done, Ken. That was a very impressive spiel right there. So <laughs> Anyway, I, I really enjoyed this episode. This is a great concept you came up with, Zach, and um, I, I hope the, the listeners in, enjoy it. And then if you see some more out there, please share it on the Babel Conference because this is the stuff that, that brings it all home and, and we have a good time with. So, um, again, an, another uh, Standard Orbit original, and that's what I like. Yeah, this, this is by no means a complete catalog of all these Star Trek commercials that have graced us over the years uh so yeah if you guys remember any can find any more on the internet that we didn't touch on here uh definitely let us know we'd love to see them and we can talk about them again maybe maybe next time around when we dip our toe into this pop culture star trek uh, nexus and you stayed in the lane zach right we pull anything up from uh, any of the other other than jonathan frakes popping in on the mci which is perfect (laughs) um you know i'm sure there had to be some some TNG era commercial. I, I can't remember any, but there's got to be some, I would think. And I know Patrick Stewart was a uh, spokesperson for different things as time went on, so I'm sure we can find something. Well, we'll have our friends Earl, at Earl Grey cover those. 
Yes, we will. We, we we wouldn't step into their sandbox now, would we, Zach? No, we would never we would never do that, Ken. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not so long as you guys are on the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, talking about Star Trek-themed commercials isn't the only thing that's going on here on Trek FM this week. Here's a quick look at what else you might have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.FM, The Orb. After the captain's documentary, I think we all wish that there had been a piano in Cisco's quarters. And at some point in every episode, someone walked in and he was just over in the corner <laughs> rambling away. Warp 5. And there's a wipe from right to left in the screen. And you never see that on Star Trek. It completely pulls me out of the episode every time I see it. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Because I've, I've never, never noticed it. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Ever. Now I'm going to see it. Okay. You just ruined the entire episode for everyone listening. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The 602 Club. That's a really smart idea uh, because that's also something that, you know, Caesar sees is that we're not that different. The Ready Room. As with so many places, they CBS and marketing the show and getting it out to as many eyeballs as possible. They're obviously wanting fans and armchair fans and maybe would-be fans, genre fans who might give Star Trek a t- But they're still trying to get out to the great unwashed and the mundanes. And, and this is actually stretching the season out beyond 15 actual weeks. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows and find out what we're talking about in your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're an Apple user, get the show on iTunes or the Apple Podcasts app. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. That helps us greatly and makes it easier for other listeners to find the show. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Stitcher, TuneIn, Speaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and of course, you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website and grab the RSS link as well. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at Trek FM, you can always find us on trekfm contact and look in the sidebar on the show page, or you can go to speakpipe.com slash trekfm and please leave us a voice message. You can also contact us through Twitter at trekfm, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash trekfm, and of course in the Babel Conference. Type Babel Conference, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, or go to our website at trekfm and click discussion on the menu bar. Another way you can help us keep all of our shows coming to you each week is to become a patron on the network on Patreon. If you visit Patreon slash trekfm, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash trekfm, You'll find the current goals and different milestone contributions along with all the great perks we have for you. These perks include early access to content, exclusive content, producer credits, seats on our content development team, and more. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all the details on patreon.com slash trekfm. Speaking of Patreon, thank you as always to our great associate producers for Standard Orbit. We have Renee Roberts, Norman Lau, Aaron Harvey, Tim Robertson, Nick Anastasio, Richard Marquez, and Corey Elrod. Yes, thank you guys so much for your support for both Stand in Orbit and Trek FM. Uh, so, Ken, if people want to find you out there on the internet, where can they find you? Hey, you can find me hanging around the Babel Conference and engaging people when I, when I have the opportunity. You can also find me on Twitter. My uh, Twitter handle is at BostonSCPO, and we, uh, we like to tweet out all our new episode information as soon as we get it, as, lo- as well as our colleagues. So look for me there. 
As for me, you can find me on Twitter at MoronZach. That's M-O-O-R-E-O-N-Z-A-C-H. And I'm also the host of my own podcast, Always Hold On to Smallville, where we talk about each and every episode of that Young Superman series from the early 2000s. And you can find us on Twitter at AlwaysMallville with one S. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And join us again next time here on Trek FM for another episode of Standard Orbit.